Welcome to track number three of Cryptos Man. Father, we thank you for your wonderful presence. We lift our hands to heaven, Lord. And we say, Lord, may we know you more and more. As we read the words of Jesus, may we know you more and more. May we grow in you more and more. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Ye are they which justify yourselves. In an experienced prophet like Saul made a mistake and was choosing the wrong thing. He was looking at the height. An experienced seasoned man of God, somebody who the Bible says, and he heard in his ear. You know, somebody whose ears, you see, a prophet is somebody whose ears. Yes, my wife said I should say yes. Whose ears and whose eyes are opened. That is how Balaam described himself as the one whose eyes are open. And also your ears, because you hear and you see what people don't hear and see. And Bible says someone had in his ear the word of the Lord. And still, when he was choosing a king, he chose a completely wrong person you know and we are the people in our lives who love to justify and argue justify ourselves that is the basis of almost every argument justifying yourself justifying yourself explaining I once saw a picture of a a suspect in court you know who had gone to court and they were going to defend him the lawyers were there the jury the judge and everything and then when he came he just said everything and the whole court was in confusion because they were not expecting they wanted him to say he's not guilty so that they can defend say, oh all this I've done this I've done this I've done the whole court was in confusion <laughs> because everybody was there this one is coming to prove this. This one is coming to bring witness. Oh, no, 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 no. He told them, all oh, these are true. I'm a thief. I'm this. I'm that. I've done this. I've done that. Because the whole world knows and expects people to justify themselves and to argue. And here on this earth, when I preach what I'm preaching, you can justify yourself. When I say those which are highly esteemed before men, you can come up with other scriptures to counteract what I'm saying. No problem. But the Bible says God is looking at the cryptos man. God is looking at the real thing. He's looking at the real heart, the real person. And he's deciding, he's judging. So we need to believe early at what God, about what God looks at. You know, I pray that the way some of us here did not pass our O levels well. Or even you do not pass your JSS or SS well. Or maybe you didn't even do it. Will not be the same way in which you fail the exam when we get to heaven. How many realize you could have done better at school? Can I have a, 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 a wave? Some of you realize now that you would have been doctors. How many realize that you would have been a, 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 a lawyer? But you didn't become anything. 
on earth. And the reason is because many times we don't know how to pass exams. Examinations can never ask everything. Examinations can only ask certain things. So if you want to do well in an exam, you need to study the past questions. And that was my secret when I was in school. You remember the, the Maggie Cube when they asked the lady that, why the star? And then the lady answered, that's my secret. <laughs> Do you remember that? So that was my secret. I studied, I don't study the textbook, I study the exams. The exam questions. And I allow the questions to lead me. And I did better than most people all the time. I was an excellent student. Although I wasn't seen as such in the class. When they see me in the class and I ask questions, they all shout at me. Oh, why? But I realize they don't, also don't know the answer to the question that I'm asking. Even now as a doctor, I ask doctors questions. They are all, we are all doctors. They don't know the answer to the question that I'm asking. You get it? So... They didn't know that I was a good student. But the, the, my secret was Pasco. The past question. I never learned without. I can't. I should go and take the book. And I read what? Where? And, and, I, and you see people. There are many people who tell us. Oh, I've read the Bible. I read the Bible three times. Last week I met someone. I read the Bible three times every year. Oh yeah. Cover to cover. I read this, I read this. I, I've read, I met another person said I've read the Bible 150 times. Yeah. Me, I haven't read the whole Bible. I haven't read the whole Bible. But I know more things than you know from the, from the Bible. That's why preachers know more from the Bible because they have an exam every Sunday. So they are forced to read certain things. Now, because you don't preach every Sunday, you don't have the motivation. You get it? To read. Are you listening to me? And so, the past question, if you want to do well, you need to analyze, you need to look and see what is going to be asked. And if you know what is going to be asked, you will not sit like a fool. And justify yourself. And say, oh me, I've read the whole book. I've read the whole book, but you don't know the question that is going to be asked. You've read it three times. That doesn't mean you can pass. You don't, you, if you justify yourself, you'll be a fool. And in medical school, where every subject is so voluminous, so many things have to be learned. I tell you, when the, when the mama says to the making of books, there's no end. Believe me, I'm telling you. Every subject, whether it's physiology, biochemistry, anatomy, medicine, surgery, obstetrics, gynecology, each one, there are people becoming professors, even in one field, there are people becoming professors of a small section of that field. They specialize and they self-specialize and they become professors of even one thing. It's amazing. There's no end. And Right in medical school, I could see that there's no way you can pass this exam unless you are prepared. You see the questions, you come surgery. You go for the surgery and they'll be asking you the diameter of the common bile duct. You know, 
uh, you go for the exam, they will be asking you the, 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 the speed at which a fly flies. And then the angle at which it dives into the water. And how, the distance it can travel. There's one fly out of so many flies and worms and spiders and other things we are learning about. How can you pass? You cannot easily pass. Look at these things in Ezekiel, Jeremiah. How can you pass? You have to know the past questions. What is going to be asked? Otherwise, you are not going to do well. I'm telling you, you get to heaven, you can sit down and justify yourself for a thousand years. Oh, me this, I this. Oh, me, I do this, I do that. You can justify yourself. But on the day, your self-justification will not help you. What is coming is coming. Questions that will be asked will be asked. Whoever you are. We can sit here and say, oh, this and that and that. Oh, me, you know, Bishop says this and that. But you see, I think this and that. No problem. Ye are they which justify yourselves. And the reason why we haven't followed Jesus, Jesus Christ. And the things he said is because we are always justifying ourselves. When he says, lay not up for yourself treasure on earth, we have 18 reasons why. That is not so practical for, to, for today. When he says that the woman who gives two mites is greater, we have a thousand reasons why we don't think so. When he says, take up your cross and follow me, we can come up with a thousand explanations about how those things, you know, When it says heal the sick, we can come up with more reasons why we don't heal the sick. The whole church is full of self-justified people who don't do the things Jesus said, go ye into all the world. We can sit down here and we'll be explaining what it means by the world. The world means your area, it means your family, your house, your neighbors, and so on. That's what we can explain for a thousand years. Self-justifying, self-justifying, explaining away, counseling, explaining away the things that God is saying to us clearly. We explain them away, justify ourselves, show why what we are saying, what we think should be the case is not the case. And it goes on and on and on until suddenly we find out that we are in heaven. And then we, 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 we are expected, we're expecting to be received as kings. And then there you hear angels talking about the bus for outer darkness people. And you are wondering, you feel that it cannot be you because you've been in lighthouse for a long time. And before you realize it, they, they come and they are giving you tickets for outer darkness. That you are in the outer darkness bus. I can say this because I've been to university for seven years. And I can say what I'm saying because many of us have not been to university for seven years. How many have not been to university for seven years? Raise your, raise your hand. It's been three years. And for seven years I was doing very challenging exams. But I never sat down and justified myself. In my, I remember when I was doing pediatrics. The night before the 
written exam. As I sat in my room, I said, no, I'm not going to justify myself. I've read this, I've read this. We had a book called Jolly. I've read my Jolly, I've read this, I've done this, I've done this, and so on. I said, I cannot justify myself. Let me go out and find what are the real questions. Because the questions are in the system. The questions exist. Even the professors know that the questions are there. They know they are there. Because you can have the questions, you still fail. Because you don't look at the questions. And even the questions, you don't understand it. You don't go deep into it. I remember just in my room, I said, look, let me get up and just go around the whole hostel and see if there are any new questions. Because I've studied so many. If there are any new questions that are moving around that I don't know about. Instead of sitting in the room and justifying myself, explaining why I don't have to go into all the world, why I don't have to do this, why this and this and why that. Let me go and find out. So I just moved out. And when I went into the Jerusalem, which is the place around me, there was no new question. When I went into Judea, which was downstairs, there was no new question. When I went to Samaria, which was the other block, there was no new question. So I said, let me go as far as the BQ, which was the boys' quarters, far and see if there's any non-self-justification questions there. And when I got there, lo and behold, I saw there was some paper that people went and said, oh, this one is some question leader. I said, eh? it's very difficult. They said, I see, now I look at it, I realize that almost all the questions I couldn't answer. I couldn't answer the questions. Out of 50 questions the next morning, 35 of them were from that and it for, were from that paper and you can't answer because they will ask you some detail like what is the percentage of something that this and that you don't know if you don't know you don't know there's no quest. you can negotiate it so you don't know it I mean and in medical school it's minus one plus one if it is wrong and you write the, if you, it is false and you write true and you get it wrong it's true it's false and you wrote true it's minus one so when you finish the exam you can have a negative score So, so it is not I don't know if they've changed it now have they changed it now some of them have changed it now oh, yeah. but we could do exam you see somebody's getting you know you can, you can get 70 correct and just 30 that you got wrong so the 70 correct minus the 30 is what 40% because they were saying well, a doctor should not tell lies he should not kill people so they are discouraging telling of like you, you are not sure whether it's true or false and you are just writing something it's not good so the next morning when I went so I realized when I look at the paper I realized that this one the way the questions are I cannot read my book and so I have to memorize the questions so I actually sat down and I wrote the questions and I went and looked true false true 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 false true 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 false false true true false Oh yeah, no problem, you can laugh But I'm here <laughs> And when I went the next day I just opened and I saw the question I said, my God You know, I was, I said, God has had mercy on me To see these questions Just a day before and Some of us, it's just a, a year before It's just five years before It's just 34 years before 26 years before, 10 years before you are seeing these questions. 
True false, true, true, true false. <laughs> so I just memorized the questions. When I went, I saw Ish. You know, my heart was beat. You know, when something almost happens and it doesn't happen, I was even scared that it almost because I wouldn't have known at all. And then what was coming after the clinical exam was very difficult for me. But my this one was very good. So it balanced. I remember when I was in MP3 pathology exam. I was sitting down. People were going in. And see, when people are going in for the exam, you are number 22. You don't have to justify yourself. Say, I've, I've learned everything. You have to come near. When they come out of the room, what did they ask you? What did they ask? What did they ask? What did they say? Oh, they asked this. They said this. Then he said, then I said that. Then he said this. And he said, in fact, there's a guy who is asking this and that. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to explain. The arguments are so many. The cancellations in our minds for all the scriptures are so many. We don't have to do that. So, I remember one guy, he went in and he came out and he said, oh, they asked me this. I said, eh. I went to my book and I had the answer to that question in a listed form like this. So many with strange, weird syndromes and other things which were very rare. And I just, I knew, but you see, just to refresh, I photocopied it in my mind. When it was my turn, I went, they asked me something, and they asked me something, and I was answering. They asked me, I was asking, they asked me something. Then somebody made the mistake of asking that question, which I had prepared for. Oh, man. That was the end of that examination. It was not easy for the people. Because, you see, although the doctor may be they look as if they know. Doctors, there are a lot of things we don't know. We always have to read. And these practicing doctors, they don't read much. They don't know much. Just the few things that they see every time. Those are the ones that they know. But all the other things, they don't know them. And there were about eight of them, professors and doctors. When they asked me that question, I didn't, you know, don't have to smile. Justify yourself there. I just started talking. You see, and I talked till the end of the exam. They were just looking at me. When it reached a certain place, I would mention certain words. Then I, I look at them, I realize that they were not sure. <laughs> no, so nobody, nobody could say yes or good. Or, they didn't know. So I was also continuing. I continued throughout. In which I placed my lecturer, he was very happy. He said, excellent, excellent. I gave them highfalutin things. That exam, I topped the whole. I won a prize. I won, I won a prize of more than 2,000 pounds. Based on just this principle of not sitting down, justifying yourself. That humble yourself and go and find out what are they asking. What are they asking? What are they asking? And that is why I fell in love with Rejoiner. Because the vision that he had, he went to heaven. 
And I want to recommend that book to all of you if you don't have one, The Final Quest. Because he went to heaven and he saw pastors who had written books. And I saw myself there and I have also written books. He saw people who were preaching. He saw Christians. The first person he saw was a Christian who wasn't doing much since he got born again, just in the church, just around. And he said, that is the greatest mistake any human being can ever make is to be born again and be there. It's a tragedy. And when I suggest these things to people, people justify themselves and say, I said, why wouldn't you read something? Somebody has gone to the place and has come with the past question. Why don't you humble yourself and learn that thing? Particularly that particular thing. Because within just a few years, I'm telling you. You think you'll be here forever? Oh, please. Tonight I'm going to show you a film. Can we show the film here? I'm going to show you a film tonight. And you are going to see what I'm talking about. The film is called The Day I Died. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, explaining, talking, arguing, explaining, talking, arguing, justifying yourself is not going to take you anywhere. You are there with justify yourselves. You have reasons, you have explanations. But now, he says, God looks at the hearts. God knoweth our hearts. Yeah. That's why we don't supposed to judge anybody. Well, God knows our hearts. Somebody you, you, on the outward is condemned. God knows the hearts that the person is doing the thing with. Amen. Amen. And that which is highly esteemed before men. Eh? For that which is highly esteemed among men. Is an abomination in the sight of God. It's true. It's the words of Jesus. Let's believe it now, today, that what is great today amongst men, even in the church, is often not. You see, I'm adding. I'm trying to soften it. I'm trying to change it again. I'm trying to modify the words of Jesus. I'm trying to 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 change it to make it acceptable. To, to, to adjust it so that I, I'll say that that which is highly esteemed amongst men is often abomination no it is an abomination when it comes to the things that men like it is an abomination I'm telling you and yet we have a thousand reasons explaining our way bulldozing our way through May God help us. When we get to heaven, I've seen people laughing at Bill Clinton. You'll be surprised to go and see Bill Clinton at a very high place. And you, a very low place. You think, you, you see, Jesus said something. He said, The publicans and sinners are entering the kingdom before you. And he was talking to the Pharisees who were fasting. He was talking to those who pay tithes. And he was talking to the good people. And he said that the sinners and the tax collectors, they are going faster. 
the elder brother and the prodigal son, the elder brother was giving the younger, the boy, the foolish boy, the one who ate with harlots, the one who ate with pigs. He was given the ring of authority. He was given the robe. He was given the best robe. He was given the robe. He was the one who was honored. He is the one who the celebration was held for. No celebration was held for that self-righteous boy who had been doing the right thing for a long time. Nothing was done for him, but everything was done for this boy. Publicans and the sinners are moving because there are some people now, as we are talking, you see, they finished fornicating last night. Even some are still fornicating as I'm talking. They will be saved gloriously by next year and will come and join the church. You get it? Yeah. Maybe there's a young lady, she's going for her abortion this morning. You get what I'm saying? She's going for her abortion. Maybe her seventh abortion, her sixth abortion, her fifth abortion. And you are sitting here without even one abortion. But she, she's packing her engine and she's about to enter very quickly. And we'll be sitting there with our self-righteousness. So, let us learn what pleases God. And that is why he said that you have, you have left the higher issues of love and mercy. And that's why Jesus taught us, you know, he said the highest and greatest commandment is not to build churches. It's not to win souls. But it's to love God. I'm telling you, that's the past question. We can argue a thousand times, oh, this means this, means that. It, what it means to love God is what it means to love God. It means to personally know him and to personally have a personal relationship with him. I mean, I can't change it. And we can justify ourselves and say, I am this, I am that, I am whatever. But a time will come, it's those who are intimate with the Lord. Those who personally know the Lord. You see, if you, when I understood this, I realized that even my prayer has changed. There's a time I used to pray like, four hours now I still pray for four hours but I want to talk to the Lord himself I, I, I try to communicate if you listen to my prayer see that it's, the nature of the prayer is different I, I, it's like if you were to come there you may feel that I'm talking with somebody who is in the room oh yes and I know when I have broken through you see, and I have a personal relationship. And that's why I can cry when I pray. And some of you don't cry when you pray. Because you are not emotional about anything. You get what I'm saying? You are emotional about other things, soccer, MPP, and other things. But you know, for God, you don't have any emotions. You are that stiff kind. So we can justify ourselves a thousand times, but at the end of the day, the highest commandment is to love God. I'm telling you. Which means, which means to personally, you know, love him. Not his gifts, not his work. You can love his work, you can love his gift, but you don't love him. The second commandment is to love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is your wife. That's what I've been saying. But one day I came and I read a verse where Jesus said a certain man was going on a journey and he saw... Uh, a man who was beaten on the road as a Levite and he saw the man was beaten by armed robbers who was lying there and he left him a priest also came he saw the man and left him then a Samaritan you see here are the ones going faster Samaritan were the half castes they were the unwanted people 
And they, he came and he saw the man and he picked the man up, poured in the oil and the wine, took the man to the hospital and left him there. And Jesus said, that is your neighbor. When you go to an orphanage and you see a woman looking after a lot of orphans, you are seeing the love of God in a way that we don't practice it. When you see people caring for handicapped children, abnormal children, I mean they have patience and a heart to look after mentally abnormal children. You are looking at the love of God. When you see people amongst prisoners, caring for people, loving. You see, some time ago we used to, I used to look down on these things in my heart. You see people giving food, sharing food. I used to look down on these things. But when I saw the Pasco, you know, I was preaching about this for a whole camp meeting. I'm just mentioning this in, in passing. But I was preaching about this for a whole camp meeting, the exam. And then I myself, I came to, because I was just looking at the things Jesus said. In Matthew 25, I realized that I have deleted in my mind one third of the whole of Matthew 25. The first part I have not deleted, that is the ten virgins. I preach it with strength. The second part is the parable of the talents. The five talents, the two talents, the one. That one I have not deleted it. But the third part, that one I have deleted it. That's the one where Jesus said, And I was sick, you didn't come. I was hungry, you didn't come. I was thirsty, you didn't come. Not that people were thirsty. I was the one who was there. I was a stranger. And you didn't come. And I realized that I had deleted. So as I was preaching, I was forced to preach it. Because I was preaching the past questions. And it was one third of the, of the thing. And I realized that I was in serious trouble. Afterwards, somebody came and asked me, so this question, where did it also come from? From where is this one? Just out of the blue. You are arriving and you've seen a question. You've not prepared for it at all. That's why now I'm growing wild. I want prison ministry. I want orphanage. I want food to share, clothes to share quickly before uh, the actual exam starts. <laughs> because that one is very strong. Jesus didn't say somebody was in prison. I was the one at Canterbury. You didn't come there. I was praying that you would come, but you were holding your church services. Where is this one too from? How many have ever been for an exam? You saw the question, you asked yourself that, where is this one too from? How can this one be here? Raise up, raise up your hand. You are very disappointed in the examiner. Hey, everybody. Where is this one too coming from? I went for an exam one day, and I was surprised that I passed. They gave us a question, they said, write an essay on amitriptyline. I have not learnt it. I just knew that it used to treat depression. I tell you, when you talk about inventors, I invented an essay and I passed. Can you believe that I passed? I, oh yeah, I, I look, I said, oh, this something that is called is healing depression. What would we decide it best be? Headache, uh, sleeplessness, uh, then up to stomach pain, nausea, vomiting. Oh, I wrote a whole. I just created. When the thing came, I was one of the few people who had passed. Invention. But when you go to heaven, you cannot invent orphanage. (laughs) You cannot invent your prison ministry. It's passed. If you did it, you did it. Are you listening to me? 
Alright. So, what does God want? Let us know, you know, what is valuable to him. And I want us to know that in as much as we are trying to start churches, we are trying to preach and so on, you know, we have to now know what is valuable to the Lord. What is of great price to him. Amen. And we will find out that believing in things that are not seen is something that is of great price to the Lord. 